Bismillah, alhamdulillah, you listen to Islam always. And we hope you'll always listen to IslamAlways.com. This is your host, Yusuf Estes. want to talk a little bit more on the subject of the questions and answers that we get in Islam. get a lot of questions. In fact, I made up my mind from now on, if you like, you can give me the answers. And I'll try to figure out what the question is. Kind of like Jeopardy, you know. You give me the answer, I'll guess what's the question. Want to do that? Nobody wants to. Okay, never mind. We'll just press forward. First question. Somebody is asking... Yes, they want to know, is television haram? The answer is, no, it's not haram. As long as you don't turn it on. Okay, next question. <laughs> I heard you laughing. <laughs> next question wants to know, do Muslims have to wear hijab? And the answer is, no, not all of them, just the women. What about the men with the beards? Do men have to grow their beards? No, they don't. In fact, it's impossible. A brother came to me one time. He said, Sheikh, would you please make dua for me? I'll grow my beard. I said, I can't. He said, why not? I said, that's shirk. He said, no, you don't understand me. He's Arab, you know. He said, you're not understanding my English. I'm telling you, dua, make dua for me. I want to grow my beard. Because I'd give a lecture about the lehi of the beard. I said, I can't, brother. That's shirk. He said, what? I said, yeah, have you not heard La hawla wa la illa There's no might, power, or, or anything in, in the whole universe except the law. So the only one can grow your beard is Allah. You can't grow your beard. Allah grows it. I'll make dua that you'll quit cutting it off. <laughs> Brother asked me one time, he said, yeah, but Sheikh, you know what? I heard what you say. I believe that. I should let the beard grow. But you see, my wife, she doesn't like me to have a beard. I said, you got to wonder about a woman who wants her husband to look like another woman. Anyway, but they never asked me to go back to that community. I don't know why. Anyhow. <laughs> back to the hijab. Uh, they're asking about the women wearing hijab. And do women have to wear hijab? And the answer is no, they don't have to. I don't know where you get this idea from. Uh, they don't have to, as long as they don't go outside. <laughs> no strange men around them, no problem. Is that right? Yes, yeah, right. But if they go outside, well, Allah told you in the Quran about that. You know, when, when the woman is going to be in front of strange men, even if they come inside your house, she should cover up. How should she cover? Allah told you. Tell them believing women to lower their gaze, guard their private parts, and to let down, let down, let down their khimar. It used to wear it on the back of the head. Let it down over the front. Drop it down over juyuhibinna. Juyuhibinna. And it means the chest area, the, the breast, covered up. Don't let people see the cleavage or anything like that. This was it. In dropping this khimar down, it's real easy to cover the whole face. And you have to kind of part it to be able to see where you're going. And this is what they used to do. So, that's how it is. They ask a lot of questions over and over and over that I found. I'm learning. I memorize where all the places are. And they said, well, it must be scholar. No, it's just you only give me the same four questions everywhere I go. 
first thing I'm, I'm expecting somebody to ask me when I go somewhere is about hijab. Second one is about the beard. The third one is going to be about smoking. Smoking. What about smoking? Some people said, no, Sheikh, it's just makhru. It's just makhru. Makhru means what? Allah hates it. I don't know about you. I'm trying to make Allah happy with me. I'm working really hard here, hoping Allah is going to be happy, pleased with me. Radiallahu anhum wa I'm hoping Allah is going to be pleased with me. And you're saying, oh, Allah just hates it. Hello? <laughs> that doesn't sound like a bargain. I don't know what you're thinking about. Oh, Allah just hates it. Mkhru. It doesn't mean, like they say, frowned on. That's not the word frown in Arabic. I know where the word frown is. It's in the Quran. Abasa wa tawalla. Is it? That's frown. Whoops. Don't, don't play with me, man. <laughs> I'm scared of Allah. I don't want to go out here and make him mad at me. And by the way, if I smoke a cigarette, if a person, I don't even put it in the first person singular, if any person is smoking a cigarette, anybody else in the room can get cancer from that cigarette. True or false? And you don't even know who you're giving cancer to. How in the world are you going to tell me that's halal? How is that halal? We're not talking about intoxication. We're talking about killing people. I don't know. What do you think? That's another question they ask me about cigarettes. Another one they give you. Reba. Have you heard this one? Reba. What is Reba? Usury. Interest. Sheikh, is Reba haram? You're going, oh. <laughs> it was forbidden for the Jews. And they got around it. They said, okay, we won't do it with each other. We'll do it to everybody else. And they do. They won't do it to believers. According to them, they're the only believers, the chosen ones. But Allah ordered us in Surah Baqarah not to deal in it. Now listen to this. Whoever deals in it gets up like one who has a demon in them, been touched by the shaitan or possessed by a demon. And take notice that Allah and His Messenger are declaring war against you. Yeah, but is it haram? <laughs> Allah and his messenger declared war is it haram I don't know what do you think yeah well Sheikh we got a fatwa yeah you did you sure did you got what we call the two chicken fatwa the two chicken fatwa is very famous in Egypt by the way you got two chickens fatwa for anything you need give the Sheikh the two chickens and you get the fatwa yeah. Alhamdulillah. Allah guide us. Then one time they asked, there was, this is true, I, I'm laughing at these things, but this is true. They asked one scholar, back in 1970s or 80s, about a particular question, if you have this kind of a business transaction, what's the ruling? He said it's Reba. 1990s, they asked the exact same question. You have this same kind of business proposition. What's the ruling? He said, this is halal. They said, but wait a minute. You said that in your other fatwa, fatwa, that this was halal. How did you change it? It's the same question. He said, because riba is a mystery of mysteries surrounded by a mystery. And they made him mufti of his country. <laughs> they made him the grand mufti of the country. Good answer. Mystery of mysteries surrounded by a mystery. 
Well, we can get anything out of this guy. Forget the two chickens. But after that, when the, the brothers said, oh, this man's going to give fatwa, they said, no, no, this is just fatwa. Anyway, move forward. <laughs> I'm not translating that one. <laughs> this was a word the Prophet ﷺ used in a hadith talking about the adhan, that the shaitan runs out of the room when he hears it, making this noise. So there we go. And then he came, yeah, now you figured it out. So, another, another question when people will come to me a lot of times, they, they, they seem to ask these same questions over and over, is to ask me about, what about my prayers? Uh, where I work, uh, you know, it's, uh, I don't want to lose my job and stuff. Can I just like, I heard it's okay, right? And this means you're going to try to suggest the answer. You don't, you don't want to really know the answer. You're going to suggest the whole answer and then see if you just get like a check mark from the sheikh. He'll just go, yes. <laughs> just like I can, you know, when I get home at night like, and everything's all done, I just pray all my prayers at once. You know, like gather them all together and just pray all at once. Have you heard this one? And Allah said in the Quran, Establish the salah. And he said in the Quran that the salah is in its time. And the explanation that goes with it is meaning as soon as it comes in, you pray it at the earliest opportunity. You can't save them up. And they have ruled that if you just neglect the salah and you don't pray it, it comes time for Dohar and you just let it go and it's time for Asr, you've lost it. You still have to pray it, but you've lost it. That's scary. To imagine it now at night, you're going to pray all those prayers, plus you really don't have it, but you need to pray them to keep from being considered amongst those who are going out of Islam. Because the Prophet ﷺ said, whoever leaves the Salah is not with us. He's not from us. Laysa minha. Whoa! So be careful about the Salah. This is a very important thing. So these are some of the questions that we get. And uh, I, I thought you'd be tickled with it a little bit. They're humorous to me to consider how... And But it's true. It's The humans will come to you with these things and ask these things like this. But on the serious side, there are some who will ask me, I came to Islam. I used to be Christian or some other religion. And now I'm here as a Muslim. And I want to know... Can I still go visit my parents sometime? And I've heard it asked as though somebody must have told you you couldn't. And then I found that there were some brothers and sisters telling them, no, they are kufar. You have to cut all relation with them. Well, that's a cult. That's not a religion. That's a cult. When you have to cut relations with your family, why do you have to cut relations with them? Why? The Prophet ﷺ didn't order that. The Quran forbids you to cut the relationship with your family like that. Forbids you. At the beginning of Surah An-Nisa, it forbids the believers to cut this relation because it orders you to keep the relation of the womb. How in the world are you going to go against this? I don't know. But what the thing is in Islam is you mustn't obey your parents if they ordered you to worship other than Allah. But anything else, no, you obey them. If your parents tell you, we want you to do this or do that or do so and so, you better take it real serious. If it's not against Islam, 
then you have the same responsibility your parents that a Muslim has to his Muslim parents. And you have the responsibility to care for them and love them, at least give them the dignity, the respect that they're due. And your money. And your money. You can't withhold that from your relatives. Especially if you said, well, I, I don't want to give it to them. I don't want to give it to my mom and dad because they're not Muslim. I'd rather send it over to some other country where the Muslims are. No. That's wrong. If your parents need the money, it's wrong that you're going to send it to some other country. I don't care what religion they are. Check it out. Find out. But it's important to give parents their rights, regardless of their belief. What else? We do get some questions that come in when a woman enters into Islam. She has a, a husband. He's not Muslim. And they want to know, what do I do about that? And some people told him, as soon as she entered Islam, and he's not Muslim, okay, that's it. You can't ever talk to him again. Just pack up, move out, that's it. The guy's not even going to know what happened. <laughs> he's not going to have a clue now I heard different scholars say different things about this subject some of them said that well she should at least stay in the house maybe not share the bed with him but at least stay in the house trying to give him the message of Islam in the hopes that he will accept Islam and then they can uh, work things out so that they can be married and be together and I think that that has some merit to it depends on what their relationship was already if it was already a problem in the relationship obviously and this would be her opportunity to do what she wanted to do anyway which is leave but if that wasn't a problem and I found this case let me give you one particular case a, a woman and uh, now this is a really strange story a girl was in prison not Muslim drug abuse she's in prison while she's in prison she met Muslim sisters they explained Islam. They, sometimes women and men, go, Muslims go visit with chaplains things. They explained Islam to this girl and she understood it. And she said, well, this is what I've always believed. She became a Muslim. She wrote to her mother and her father about that. They said, what in the world's going on? And what are they allowing people to do in these prisons these days? So the mother started to investigate it. She started talking to the local imam, a friend of mine. And... She decided, well, my God, that's what I've always believed. This is natural religion for us. I'd like to know more. And she came down to that state where that was going on. And I happened to be there. And, oh, it's the reason she came down. The daughter had a heart attack. The daughter in the prison had a heart attack, almost died. So the mother came down there to be with her, but she was in a coma. So we met with her. I actually met the lady. And the lady said, this Islam is so wonderful. I want to be a Muslim regardless of everything else. And she accepted Islam. Amazing. And she was there when her daughter came out of the coma. And when the daughter saw her mother, she was crying and happy to see her mother. And her mother told her, Salaam Alaikum. And she said, what? Now she thought she was dreaming. She told us later, I thought I'm having a hallucination. I'm dreaming or it's an angel or something because how my mother is knowing Arabic all of a sudden. And then she said, I become a Muslim. And she said, this is the first thing I'm hearing when I come out from this. She said, I, I don't know if I went to heaven or what happened. She's so happy. The woman went back to her husband in their state. And he's not Muslim. But he's a really good guy. 
He believes in God. But he needs time to think about it. She said, oh, I moved into my own room and we still are in the house together. And he's still my best friend and we have no problems. And slowly, slowly I'm teaching him about Islam and he's liking it. Is it haram or do I have to move out? Now, if in your mind you think the answer is she has to move out, then I'm going to tell you that you're not by yourself. There are other people who said the same thing. But I would highly recommend to you to ask Allah to guide you. Because the human logic tells you that that is not the wisest thing to do. Especially, there's no danger of anything here. These are old people, number one. Number two, she already instinctively knew. Otherwise, we didn't tell her anything. She knew that a Muslim lady is not married to a non-Muslim man. But she figured all the rest of it out. And the man's getting closer to Islam. Now i got another one for you. If this same woman all of a sudden just left that man who's supporting her, are you prepared to support her financially? Or would you like her to just get a shopping cart from Safeway and move in to it along with some plastic bags and be a bag lady? Huh? There's your choice. Because Allah gives us the responsibility over all women. So when you see a Muslim woman with no place to live, you don't have a choice. It's not an option. You've got to find a place for her to live. You've got to feed her. You've got to take care of her. Now, of course, it should be collectively. You should get the whole community to support her. But you don't have an option. You have to do that. So don't be in a big hurry to kick these women out in the street. <laughs> and pray that the person would be guided. Any case, if I'm wrong, I ask a lot of guidance. Me too, by the way, because I don't want to say something that's not right in Islam. This gives us a little overview of some of the questions we get. We get a lot more online, and we publish the, we publish a general answer to these questions on our website, islamalways.com/en for English. Just put a slash mark in en. Islamalways.com slash en you'll find many 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 subjects that we've dealt with we publish articles over there discussion boards and so on and we hope you'll enjoy that inshallah you're listening to islam always and we always hope you'll stay tuned right here to islamalways.com wassalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh